name's Stephen Hickmore and I'm with Jacqueline Hrobelar. She is the owner um, and originator of Jennifer Gin and Johannesburg Gin. Uh, welcome Jacqueline. Thank to you my, so much. It probably will end up being more than five minutes because it's quite a fascinating <laughs> subject. products have you got now? Currently we've got 26 products. 26 products. Um, the distillery is quite a complex process at the moment. We distill, we distill Jennifer Gin, Jennifer Chili, Westcliff Gin, Westcliff Aged, which is a new product. We do tincture, which is super small batch and it changes with every single batch. I'm currently busy with the next edition of tincture, which will be called Omas Spins, which is Grandma's Pantry. Oh, yes. my grandmother a, would have been proud of that. Yes, the only most attempt she had do. of making alcohol was ginger beer. And you see, there nasty. immediately it sparked <laughs> such a beautiful memory with you. Yeah. Every single person I meet yeah. has a memory of their Oma or their grandma. Yeah. This is not about the alcohol, this is about what it smelled like. The smells that made you feel at home. Yes, this is nostalgic. What, there we go. This is what this batch of gin will be about. Mm. So my question to my clients was, what did your grandma's pantry smell like? And the answers were beautiful and most of them didn't have a tear. So that's what that is about. Um, gin should not be about getting smashed. And the products we, don't, we make is not about that at all. It's experience-based. So tincture is my... I always say it's a little bit of kitchen witchery, it's a little bit of a play. Mm, mm. Um, I also do Jennifer Sober, which yes. is a non-alcoholic gin. Yes. I get the question, why every single day? And I say, why not? And I, I uh, as you know, then we are meeting because of the, that product, Sober. Um, there, there's quite a movement towards it. You're ahead of the game with it. So why not is the big question. And also then it's taking into account that yes, people might drink, but sometimes they want to enjoy a drink without the consequences of it. And so what I've loved about Jennifer Sober is the fact that you can still enjoy a gin and not have the, the effects the after effects of it. Also, you can drive home. And you can drive home. The reason yeah. why I made it was actually yeah. for all the preggy bellies. Yes. I get so many pregnant ladies that stand in front of the bar with this face. I, I just want to cry with them. Yeah. And they're like, I can't <laughs> I drink anything. <laughs> I miss my gin so much. Yeah. And I would go, but this is completely safe. You can drink this. Yes. And when I started this distillery, I had the approach of this is a distillery that is inclusive. Now, that term is being thrown around quite a bit. Mm. For me, it is the truthful integrity of this, this distillery. Mm. Mm. Um, I make gin for all in Joburg, not just some. That's yes. why I've got this bottle that's odd, the symbology on it is a representation. I add Muti from the, from the Faraday Muti market into it because I'm not ashamed of what the place is about and what Joburg is about. I also make a gin that celebrates the gold heritage. Yes, it's ugly, it's dirty, but it is what the city is built on. So let's have an honest conversation about it. So the ingredients you're sourcing locally in Joburg? Yes, I do. Some of it is is is, is imported. It's normal uh, yeah. gin botanicals because yes. juniper yes. is somewhat grown in South Africa, but your best quality ones come from Europe. Yes, yeah. that's where gin yeah. origi yes. originates. Okay, so some of it. My question was, how do we make a product truly, truly, truly local? And that is by incorporating something that is of the area. And we don't get more 
from <laughs> the area than Esselin Street in the Joburg CBD. Okay. okay. So we saw some of the ingredients from That's those the traders. Market. It's the mm. Muti market. It's also where the Sangomas buy their medicine and their ingredients. Wow. Okay. Dark? Yes, we know. <laughs> but I think it's those places when you're willing to get into the rabbit's hole. Yeah. That's when you find magic. And that's what this place was all about. Okay. Yes. Sober, same story. Hectically difficult product to make. Is it really? It drives us nuts. But thank you. <laughs> it's a pleasure. The temperature has an influence in it. Yes. The yes. Um, quality of the mint. Um, we source the mint. I grow it either at my own garden in Athol, where you stopped first, yes. or here. So it depends on where we are in the year, what the mint is like. It's one of the ingredients that go into it. Water temperature. Um, if we have the slightest, slightest change inside the distillery, we have an issue. It's the same with any, any distillery in the world. Yes. The reason why whiskies have a taste is because of the bacteria that grows naturally in the air. Yeah. And very few people get that. It's mm. the same with this, this distillery. It is part of what we are. Yes. Okay. Yes. The idea with sober is pregnant mommies, breastfeeding mommies, people in sobriety can drink this mm. because it has never touched alcohol. Mm. I haven't distilled the alcohol out. Okay. It is for clients on a banting diet. It's mm. clients cutting down on alcohol. It's for a client that's that's making a decision to drink less because they are responsible for others. Also for my very religious clients. Mm. Um, it's once again showing respect to you where you are. Mm. Not enforcing, oh, so why don't you drink? I hate that silly question. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I get that. I get that all the time. My own husband yeah. doesn't drink. Yeah, I don't drink because I choose not to. Um, it's quite a simple thing. It's a simple thing. I choose not to. I don't want to be that person. You know, so that's the thing. Um, and it's always a conversation that you always feel you need to um, be able to justify the reason why. But, you know, okay, you justify the reason why you drink. <laughs> that's a whole thing. Exactly. And people then have got a normally good reason. I, I love what you were saying there about um, the responsibility that you have with it. This isn't about going out and getting smashed. This is about enjoying something authentic and beautiful. Yes. Um, and that's the difference between a, 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 what you're doing and what a lot of other manufacturers are doing, which is just putting things out on the mass market, which tastes like nothing in particular and just mix quite well with anything. So that's about um, disengaging. Yes. So I, I think that, uh, yes, we live in a world where it is so easy to just disengage, okay? Uh, we've got social media, we've got a problem with uh, a pain medication addiction, mm. drug addiction. Um, I mean, the addictions, the list go on very, very long. Mm. And we are always so, 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 oh, we don't touch the, the, the alcohol addiction, which is a massive reality. And as a distillery owner, mm. I mm. have a responsibility to make sure that, yes, I make alcohol for a living. I have to deal with that every night before I go to bed. Yes. Okay? Yes. But if I have the option of offering a client that I can see has now had too much as well, I would say, can we offer you a sober? Exactly. We are naughty. <laughs> we have clients that get very intoxicated and they become a handful. And we have one bottle on the bar that's always got water in it. 
And if he wants a double, he gets a double with tonic water. He has, he's none the wiser. You have to save people from themselves. And I giggle sometimes. because they are usually the ones that uh, uh, they don't take no. They are at that stage. Mm-hmm. Now I can do nothing about it. No. no, people got to be responsible themselves. Are you exporting? I am. I'm exporting to Germany. Really? Um, yes, quite a bit to Germany by now. They mm. absolutely love the chili gin. Interesting. Because it is still one of the only chili gins in the world. Also, um, we are now in discussion with um, the Netherlands, which I think the products would do really well in as well. Also, the bitters range. Um, a German company approached us. They actually um, sell to bars, clubs, and restaurants in Germany, in Munich specifically. And the bitters is a range that would be absolutely brilliant there. Yeah. Yeah. So bitters are fantastic. Um, yes, it's alcoholic. All bitters are. That's how we preserve them, and that's how we get the flavors extracted. Yes, but you use three drops. To me, that's marginal. And it's okay. Um, I think some of the cough syrups on the market are higher in a codeine and a, um, um, alcohol, which are quite detrimental. The mix. Mm-hmm. So for me, and bitters is such a nice way to add flavour. They are developed it because of my non, uh, my my anti-sugar clients. Right. Yep. Yes. Which, once again, it's another addiction. Mm. I'm not a big tonic drinker. I'm not mad about the taste. What do you then mix your gin? Gin and soda. Gin and soda, okay. With, I use a little bit of fresh fruit in it. I really like, especially your citrus. You 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 have a raspberry gin? Yes, that's new. That's new. But that <laughs> raspberry gin is not real raspberries. I actually okay, say okay. it on the bottle. I'm very, very, very honest. I always tell people this Raspberry place, flavored. It's raspberry flavored, yes. but it says it on the bottle. Yeah. Everything we make always comes from a place of integrity. I wanted to bring a, a gin to the market that is much more affordable. Once again, the concept of inclusivity. So your client that cannot afford a 400 rand bottle of craft gin can now buy this bottle. It's still a well-made gin, much less expensive because I'm not using real raspberries. The process is not a slow extraction. It's a very quick, it's um, what we call, it's mimicking natural flavors. Mm-hmm. So raspberry flavor. Mm-hmm. And once it's a pink gin, mm-hmm. how do we get it pink? With coloring. Mm. Same as everybody else, the, the difference is I'm honest about it. Yes. <laughs> it's a lovely little drink, Saturday afternoon, you're having a bra and you want a pretty gin um, that doesn't break the bank. Yes. That was our whole approach was a cost effective, it was slightly less expensive because the craft gins are expensive. Yes. Because yes. they're actually expensive to make. It's as simple as that. And that's what and we did And your most popular brand? Jennifer. Yeah. Just old school Jennifer. It's making such an impact on the market in Joburg. And and what's lovely about it is that you've got people like Gerald from Joburg Places. Yes. I think you know him. I actually launched them. Okay. He's a big advocate of it. And every time that he tells one of his wonderful stories about Johannesburg, then he adds in about Jennifer being a Joburg gin. And it's and, and it's a and, and it's a remarkable thing because it ties in with his uh, beautiful style of I mean he's a big together. advocate of Johannesburg and he City is, and the exactly. tours he does. Mm. We need more people like that. Yes, yes. We need people to be proud of the city. Yes. Uh, and I just want to tell you one small thing why I am about Joburg the way I am. For me complexity breeds creativity. Mm. That's what it's about. 
Egypt. Mm. Uh, Joburg is a very complex city to live in. Oh it's got lots of challenges. Mm. Okay. It's not a nanny state we live in. Nothing is done for us. Yeah. And with that complexity, there it breeds creativity. Only in some. The designers we see, the artists, the musicians, uh, the craft distillers you see mm. coming out of Johannesburg. very much indeed for uh, spending 14 and a half minutes <laughs> <with some advice. laughs> rather than five but it's been fascinating and thank you so much Pleasure.